Hello, you sentient balls of stardust. Welcome to Struggle Care. I'm your host, Casey Davis, and I have a very special guest in the virtual office today, and her name is Heidi Smith. If you've read my book, if you read the acknowledgments, you will have seen her name. She was my therapy supervisor and has now become one of my best friends. And so, hello, Heidi. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm glad you're here. So I have so many things I want to talk about today, but I want to start off with the text that you sent me the other day about how you're getting your hair did now. Tell me about it. It's true. So it's funny because I'm actually, so a lot of your model, sometimes I feel like doesn't like totally apply to me just because I don't struggle in some of the ways I think that a lot of that you do and some of your other, like I'm a very organized type of a person who loves cleanliness and things like that. So there's lots of things that sometimes I'm like, huh, that's not really my struggle, but I've been sourcing your model when it comes to my hair. So somehow in the last maybe five years, I have gotten this new struggle and I almost feel like it's like a sensory issue um, with washing my hair. And so I have been, I've, kind of adopted this new thing where I don't wash my hair. And it's like the whole thing is super overwhelming to me. I will avoid, I'll take a bath, but like if I have to get in the shower and get my head wet and sopping wet and start the whole process all over, it feels very overwhelming to me. I don't like how it feels. I don't like starting from scratch. I can't stand like trying to fix my hair. I'm not good at it. I'm not like a person who knows how to like round brush, dry my hair. The whole thing's just super overwhelming to me. And what the result of that is, is that I just don't do it. And then I have disgusting hair. And then I'm trying to, you know, throw some dry shampoo on it. And then it turns, it's like the Friends episode where like it turns into a paste. I feel like (laughs) the flour and the oil turns into a paste and it's just not good. So there is a little walk-in hair salon right next to my grocery store that I go to regularly. And I stopped in one day and asked if I could get a wash and dry. And it was amazing. I left and my hair was like lovely and clean and bouncy. And I asked them if I could come in every Wednesday and Saturday, like at a very specific time where I have kind of a window of opening in my schedule. And I go every Wednesday and Saturday, I pay $20 and I get my hair washed and dried. And I felt so much shame, like that maybe that was very well lazy of me and also very maybe like hoity toity. I don't know if that's the right word, you know, like, oh, I'm like, like, it was bougie of you to spend $20 to get it. Yeah. Bougie. Yeah. Like I'm going to get my hair like, you know, set, but I sourced, I like sat in the car and I sourced Casey Davis and I just thought like, she'd be real proud of me. This is like Casey's thing. And so I texted you and told you about it. And I am just real proud of you. I mean, I am so proud of you. It's really like, it's, it seems like kind of a dumb, small thing, but like it's kind of changed my life because I feel nice most days. Like I feel like my hair is like presentable. Whereas I used to always kind of just feel like I kind of had like a greasy matted hair and I was always, I just never felt nice. For me, it's like, I guess I think the part that I feel like you were able to help me with was the part where it's like, I was getting stuck in like, why can't I just be the kind of person who wakes up early and showers and washes my hair every day? Like that's what normal people do. Like what's wrong with me? Why don't I enjoy that? Why don't I want to do it? And why won't I do it? And I guess the part that I felt like you really inspired me was just like letting it go. Like it doesn't matter. Like just figure out something that works for you. 
And so that's what I did. Yeah, like who cares? Right. Like maybe it doesn't mean I'm a crappy person. Maybe it just is like something that is what it is. And I think I was talking to someone the other day and we were talking about like accommodations and things and they were saying like, I know, but it's not like a disability that keeps me from washing my hair, whatever. And I was like, right. But here's the thing. Like sometimes these like accommodations are because like we can't do it a different way or because it's extremely difficult to do it another way. But also like it, there doesn't have to be some like huge disability. Like if the reality is, is like, if it was like life or death, or if it was like, you know, you're not going to be okay if you can't like make yourself get up and shower. Like, I'm sure that you could like make yourself, you could like berate yourself into it every morning. But the reality is, is like, we only have so much energy, like emotional energy to like force ourselves to do things. And like, there's just more important things in your life that you have to like try really hard at, right? Like your like emotional regulation and like, you know, parenting and being emotionally present for your clients. Like we don't have like an infinite amount of that, like pushing a boulder up a hill energy, like that willpower. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Then that's like the thing. It's like, And I mean, I don't know if this is true for everybody, but I certainly feel like my motivation for my appearance like significantly decreased after I got married. (laughs) It was like, right, like I'm all set. I mean, I don't know. It's like this kind of almost, you know, primal, you know, it's like I don't need to fluff my feathers as much because and so I have this thought, you know, I'm like, I could get up early and shower and like do my hair. And then I'm like, but why? (laughs) Well, like, what do I really need to, you know, like you're saying, why do I need to push that boulder up the hill today? Like, I'm not trying to find a mate. I'm not trying to, you know, and so at the same time, I don't like how it makes me feel to always have dirty hair. Yeah. So it's like finding a solution has been huge for me. And I'll say this. Well, actually, I'm going to say this after a short break. Okay. So let's take a word from our sponsors. I'm someone who happens to believe that the chore of feeding myself is one of the most annoying care tasks. And that's why I really like Factor. And when I say I really like Factor, I mean, they shipped me some food and told me to eat it and make an ad. And I not only did that, but then I went back and spent my own money and bought more of them. And I can't wait till the box gets here. That's because Factor really does make eating easier. And this was on the heels of a doctor's appointment where I got very strict instructions to give my body better nutrients. So wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. And they actually do taste good. You'll get over 35 different options a week to choose from. And even I, a very picky eater, always can find something that I like. I love that they are two-minute meals. You can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They all take two minutes in the microwave. Snacks, smoothies, breakfast, dinner. You can discover a wide variety of easy options. Sign up and save now. We've done the math. Factor is actually less expensive than takeout, and every meal is a dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. My own dietitian was stoked when I told her that I'd made this decision. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. So head over to factormeals.com slash struggle50 and use code struggle50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while the subscription is active. That's code struggle50 at factormeals.com slash struggle50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while the subscription is active. Even my husband says this is the best he's ever tried. And we've tried a lot of these. Is 2024 bringing exciting or unexpected changes to your life? Here's a secret weapon to help you face those challenges with more confidence a great term life insurance policy. I can't believe that I 
am 37 years old and I am excited about life insurance, but life comes at you fast. I feel like yesterday I was 25 and I wasn't thinking about stuff like this. But when my husband and I got married and we started having kids, it was one of the first conversations that he brought up. Really, Fabric by Gerber Life makes it simple to protect your family's financial future so you can focus on what's ahead, knowing your family's protected if something else unexpected happens. And I feel like I sleep better at night knowing that if something were to happen to he or I, that the other one could take care of our family. Fabric by Gerber Life was designed by parents for parents to help you get high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. It's all online and on your schedule. No appointments, scheduling, or piles of paperwork. Just apply when it's convenient for you. You could go from start to covered in less than 10 minutes with no health exam required. So don't be somebody who finds when tragedy strikes, you're wishing that you would have made this choice. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply today in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash struggle. That's meetfabric.com slash struggle. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash struggle. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Insurance Company. Not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Okay. So I'll say this. Some of it also, like when you were talking about like, you used to have all this motivation to like get up and like fluff your feathers, right? Because you had to like attract a mate. But here's the thing that also I think is like integral to this conversation is like, I watch my husband every day, get up, take a shower, walk straight out of the shower and like directly into his pants and his shirt. Yes. And then like walk out the door and maybe he trims his beard a little, but like he looks handsome. He looks put together. He looks amazing. And I think there is, I don't think it's just this narrative of like, oh, women let themselves go once the man is trapped. I think it really is like, I never should have had to like spend an hour getting ready to be like, an acceptable female. It's so true. I mean, sometimes I even look back at like what I used to do, like the amount of time I used to put on into my makeup and my hair. And I'm just like, what? I mean, it is, it's it taking a shower is not like my son and my husband, like you said, just hop in and hop out, you know, and just move on with their day. That's just not what it is for me. I mean, I have like super dry skin. So after I get out of the shower, I have to like do all this lotion on my face and I have to like, let it dry and then I have to put makeup on on top. It's just like the whole thing feels like such a rigmarole. It is. It, I hate it. Yes, I hate it too. And I feel like you have done the thing that we all do, which is like for a long time, we do X, Y, Z, whatever. Clean the house, put on makeup, get ready, blah, 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 look fashionable for primarily like an extrinsic motivation of like what people think, how we're perceived, how we're moving through society. And then when we realize either we don't have to do it anymore, we don't want to do it anymore, the pendulum swings like all the way over to like- A hundred percent. Well, now I'm not doing anything. Like now I'm literally rolling out of bed, never showering, forgetting deodorant, like wearing big baggy clothes. Because- when you detach from that phenomenon of like my beauty belongs to the world, you go all the way to like, I guess nothing matters because truly as a woman, like I was never given the opportunity to be like, I enjoy the feeling of clean hair. Cause it was always about what I looked like, how I was perceived, would I get a mate? And so I feel like your experience, it's not little, it's profound because what happened was you realized, wait, what do I enjoy about a shower? What do I enjoy about my hygiene? What makes me feel good and makes me like the way that it feels and the way that I look, not about like how I'm perceived. And so 
I think it's profound because I think it shows that we're so socialized to do these care tasks for the benefit of others that when that is taken away, we genuinely have no connection to our own functionality. It's so true. And so we have to like come back to center. Yeah. And like, I've really, yeah, I've kind of entered into this new era where, you know, my son's 11. And so I feel like I'm sort of like I told someone the other day, I feel like I'm sort of like peeking up, (laughs) like taking a breath a little bit. I feel like I've been underwater for the last 11 years just with parenting just, yeah, parenting. And like, I haven't really been a priority. And I feel like I'm kind of coming up for air and realizing like, I do like to have my hair look nice. You know, like that does matter to me. And like, how can I make that happen for myself? And I think part of the kind of, you know, reward system is like, when I do my own hair, I don't actually like how it looks. I'm not, like I said, I'm not good at it. (laughs) And again, I've always told myself like, well, I'm just not committed enough to like getting the right, like, you know, product and the right blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I just am not, that's just not me. I'm not into that. And so like being able to go get a blowout twice a week is like, oh my gosh, it's like, it kills all these birds (laughs) with one stone. And it's amazing. But coming up for breath and all of that, like even with my face, like, like I have realized that like my skin is really dry and I've not been taking care of my skin forever. I'm just, I've never been like a face per, I mean, I've always, I was kind of blessed with a nice complexion. I didn't really struggle. I didn't struggle with like acne or anything. So I never really also had kind of a internal motivation to do the, some big nightly routine with like my skincare. And, but what's happened is now my skin is really dry. It's just, I'm, I'm 45, I guess it's just happens. And so I've actually kind of taken an interest in that for myself. Like I've got those little Korean face masks that you like, you know, put on your face and stuff like that. And I'm enjoying that, um, which is new for me. That's not, and it's not about how I look. It's about how I feel. I don't like feeling like tight, dry skin. And so, yeah, it's just kind of interesting how um, when I like take ownership of stuff for me and not, you know, necessarily for how I look to everybody else and trying to keep up, it makes a huge difference. So. And I like how you mentioned that, like, this is at the end of 11 years, like this sort of organic interest and like, hmm. And it really is like a gentle curiosity. Like, how could I adjust this routine or this ritual that like serves me and makes me feel good and has a function for me? I love that you mentioned that that was after 11 years. Because I think that's what it's about. Like, I can definitely see someone who is maybe only three years into an 11 year, like, oh, parenting slog. And they're listening to you talk about like, yeah, I just like decided to care for myself. And even that becomes like a mandate that someone's like, oh, right. I'm such a piece of shit. I don't even care about, I'm not even caring about myself. Because that's like a shame thing too. Like, just take some interest in yourself. Girl, wash your face. God. I mean, I have a unique situation in that I only have an only child, but I mean, even with an only child, I mean, fuck man. Like, I mean, parenting sucks. Like, I mean, it's like, I look back at the last 11 years and I'm like, I feel like I literally got sent to like another planet and like maybe just got to take it. It's just, I don't even, I'm not very articulate, but it's like my entire life just kind of got taken from me. And, and I mean, I have a career, I'm a business owner. Like, I mean, that's not actually true. Like, I mean, I still have friends, I have family, but it's just something has happened as my son is becoming a preteen where he's more independent. Like it's the burden of like kind of finding childcare on every moment of every single day. And 
you know, meals and all of that is like, it's loot. That burden is lightening as he's 11 now. And I just, for the first time, I just, I really, I don't know how else to explain it. Like, I feel like I'm able to come up for air and be like, oh, I could like actually go take like a 30 minute bath and put on like a Korean face mask just because I want to. And like my son's just playing like his PlayStation. And this is just kind of a new era. Yeah, it was like a natural, gentle curiosity once you got the capacity. And I feel like that's the piece that we sometimes miss is that like, okay, yeah, you know, I think as a society, like we're good about talking about like, you don't have to look good for others. You know, it's about like how you feel. But even that sometimes gets commodified into this like, you know, you look at some woman who looks like harried and whatever, and you're like, she just needs to, I just wish she would take some interest in herself. She's just not caring for herself. And it's like, that becomes the new edict of like, you're not good enough if you're not interested. And it's like, right. no, like it's okay. Right. Like I can't even pull that off. I can't even do self-care right. <laughs> or, you know. Yeah. Like it's okay. Like the whole 11 years that you were like, I don't know, my hair's just fucking greasy and I'm not going to figure it out. Like it was literally fine. It was fine. Like you weren't like less or more. Like I still am someone who does not have a scary skincare routine. I go to bed and my make, I never take my makeup off. I just go to bed. Oh, in it. I don't need, I don't either. Make no mistake. I haven't gotten that. Like, <laughs> I mean, no, I do too. But it's not like a problem to fix. It's part of the reason why I don't like taking showers and washing my hair because then I have to redo my whole face. So it's like, it's not just my hair. It's also like, yeah, anyway. But I also, something else that I thought at the beginning when you were talking about like, oh, maybe it's lazy of me to like go twice a week. What's so funny is how like generationally dependent that line of thinking is because like my grandmother would go to the salon like twice a week to get her hair set. Like that was what you did. Like that was considered like even that, like this sort of like spending one hour a day, like blowing out your hair expectation, like that didn't even exist for my grandmother. Like, I'm not saying she didn't have to spend a lot of time on other stupid gendered shit, but like she went to the salon twice a week to get her hair set. That was the expectation then. I mean, absolutely. And, and the best part is that the little salon I'm going to is like across the street from like an assisted living or kind of nursing home. And one of their like big clientele is like little old ladies. And so she literally always has like these little old ladies and they're getting their hair set. Then makes me feel better. I'm like, yeah, I'm just coming in to get my hair set. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Why can't I do that? I love this. Okay. I'm going to have you back to talk about some other things, so. but I feel like this was just like the perfect little mini episode on just like finding something that works for you. Yes. I love it. I mean, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. 
I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.